Thanks for being here tonight at the UCB Theater. Let's hear it for you. You guys made it to the show. You came to the show. And there's some great comics in back. Let's hear it for them. Let's hear it for those comics. Yes, terrific. And I'm Cameron Esposito. I'll be your host. Wow, look at that. Look at the fucking attitude on you. You made me go in for a low five. Shit. You didn't even straighten up your posture. I got real close. Oftentimes people get like, you're like, right there. Or lower. Depending. You got a laid back attitude, my friend. Oh, it's going to be a good show. I'm happy to be here. uh, Specifically because things are fucked right now in the world. Things are massively fucked. Things are fucked. Yeah, that girl agrees. (sighs) I feel like such an idiot because I am a white person. And I really thought that I understood what I didn't understand. Does that make any sense? Like, I I really thought, like, I don't know what that's like. Turns out, I don't even know how to not know what that's like. That's how I feel when I'm looking at the footage of Ferguson and the tweets. Well, not footage. I'm not watching the news. That's how I, look, that's how I feel when I'm looking at my phone. Uh, um, the news, right? My, my, my phone, the news. Um, my phone, the news, says some pretty wacky stuff about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and also some pretty serious, weird, weird time to clap. You feel weird now? I was like pretty serious about politics and race relations and like how shitty stuff is right now. And then you're like, oh, Chris Pratt, you got into it. What is it, little baby Groot? You think about that little baby Groot? You're really stuck on that little baby Groot? She's dancing. You guys each individually are bringing it hard. Sometimes when I laugh, when I look, not, not, I don't laugh at the audience. Sometimes when I laugh at the audience, they leave because they're like, this is not how this works. No, sometimes, sometimes when I look at the audience, they shy away. But instead, that woman began to dance. That guy just said, yeah, I do feel like an idiot. This girl was like, Mwah. and that guy, low five. Already each of you bringing your own personalities. I feel like you, you're bringing a lot to, the, to, this, uh, to this show. So thank you for that. There's a low alarm going off somewhere else. That's where we're at. That's where we're fucking at. I can't prove that's not related to Ferguson. Um, I just am... I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sad because I don't know uh, what I can do. I just don't know 
what I can do. I saw some interesting commentary because it is weird right now that what's going on. I, I went to I went to the same college uh, that the gentleman did who started the ice bucket co- uh, challenge. I went to the same college, so uh, I have been dealing with people dumping water on their heads for longer than any of you fucks. And <laughs> it's important uh, to talk about. The struggles that people have, it's important to donate money. They've made $10 million. That's a huge success. Uh, but now it's become such a weird parody of response, you know, to just have like Ben, ben Affleck is dumping water on his head in California where we are having a massive motherfucking drought. A massive drought. Like, if you are a celebrity and you are sitting on a concrete slab in front of your pool, go out of the grass. I know you have grass. I know you don't have succulents. You paid for that shit. Go over the grass. So I'm not, I'm not saying that this is not important, but it just feels extra weird to now be watching people try to top each other in terms of what's silly. As opposed to just like, hey, you know, this is, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, there is a benefit. There's obviously a positive benefit. $10 million, that's nothing to, uh, that's nothing to, that, that's, that's nothing to uh, hide on your, I was trying to make a Facebook thing. It doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) Something to unfollow. I don't know. What are the words even for that thing? Um, Block. That's nothing to block. But, uh. But it just feels extra weird. It just feels extra weird when there's like tank, silly, silly wet guy, (laughs) tank. (laughs) I wonder, I, I just can't imagine what other countries must think of us right now. Just watching our news. And I don't mean like the, the ice bucket challenge is not no other countries know about that, just so you know. We are taking care of that shit at home. $10 million, that's great. I feel proud of us. But that's not our export right now. Nobody's like, you know, speaking of Americans, look at this thing. Everybody's like, speaking of Americans, remember the 60s? Also the currents. Currently right now. And I just... What are we supposed to do? Does anyone have any, like, I mean, I don't, what are you supposed to do? I just feel, I'm, I just feel paralyzed by my phone and looking at it and trying to figure out, like, if there's any, and then I send, like, one weird tweet and then I, like, delete it because I feel really strange. Oh, uh, could that have taken it, been taken a different way? I'm, I am with you. Uh, oh, I shouldn't have said you. You know, us. Nah, it's not really me. You know, like, I'm trying to figure out <laughs> how to speak, um, in a way that feels like an ally. Um, You know, oftentimes, because I'm a a gay person, which really shouldn't be a surprise to any of you, um, (laughs) oftentimes, because I'm a gay person, I do make the comparison between being gay and uh, being black. Because, you know, like, for so long... Hey, both both can lead to your death. That's true. Uh, people can kill, can kill you for both of those things. Um, there is one difference, and that is that you can hide being gay, uh, which isn't a great thing. Um, I hope that people don't do that. But also, like you, you know, aren't necessarily followed around a store. I mean, maybe with this haircut, but 
just ask where I get it cut. I go to a gentleman called Pony. He's in Silver Lake. That's really his name. I'm not kidding. That's his name. His name's Pony. He works at a place called Folklore. Great salon. But I, I, just, I just find myself struggling, and I wish that there was some way that, that this could be easier uh, or that we could get to the next place. Um, maybe just this conversation is helpful as opposed to the conversation we were having last week. I'm glad we're at least talking about this. Um, and I think especially, you know, because this show also goes out as a podcast, so I think especially, you know, for, um, for, any, for anyone that is black that's sharing their experience and their reaction to this on Twitter or something like that, I'm just really grateful uh, that, that you're talking about what this feels like for you because I, uh, I feel like so often that conversation is shut down and we just don't want to even have it. It's really hard to speak about that at all. For instance, our president can't talk about it. We have a black president who's like, <laughs> yeah, it's well, you know, genuinely weird. He can't say, <laughs> he can't say like, yeah, this is fucked. Also, like, this has really impacted my presidency. I don't know if you're just learning this now, but I've been black the whole time. <laughs> And people have been pretty pissed about it since the beginning. Remember, I had to prove I had to live here and then born here and then stuff. And then also, like, everybody thinks I'm a Muslim and all that stuff and all the things they say about me. That's from this same thing. <laughs> I wish he could go there and just be there. I wish he could just be there. Uh, I know he listens to the show. <laughs> no, he doesn't <laughs> listen to the show. Um, <sighs> I wish he could just go there. I was asking my fiance, I was asking her, what, like, why isn't he there? Why isn't our president there? It's ridiculous. And she was like, well, I think it's because I was like, he's not even electable. He doesn't even have another term. He could just go there. He could just be there. He could just do the right thing. He could just go there. Um, and well, she was like, yeah, but see, it's not him. Um, it's like the next Democratic candidate for president. Like, we need the next Democratic president Democratic candidate for president to not from come from a party that like riled shit up, which I think is honestly what it is. Like if if he goes down there, then like Hillary Clinton can't be our first female president. <laughs> I do want her to be our first female president, um, not because she's got a great record. The fuck is she doing? Get down there, Hillary. Get everybody should get down there. <laughs> Why are we here? Let's leave the show. <laughs> I know there's an orientation group here. Uh, where's the orientation group? Okay, um, and what are you orienting for? College. Occidental College? Perfect. Uh, your first step of the orientation process is there's a bus outside, and we're all gonna go to Ferguson, Missouri, and uh, you're gonna see the world. <laughs> How's that sound? Do you have a chaperone here? You're the chaperones? Oh! <laughs> Follow me, ladies. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for... Uh, I felt like that you guys were talking that out with me even a little bit, even though you were listening, because you were all kind of like, I don't know either. So if you have any thoughts, uh, you can come up to me after the show and be like, this is my strategy. I'd love to hear them. Um, but uh, that's, my, that's my opening of the show. It's just a long meandering, I don't know what we're doing, pretty sad about it, and uh, let's get our shit together. Thank you, that person. I want to thank Occidental College. 
who is very open-minded with their orientation program. Uh, and also, uh, I want to bring a great comic out to the stage right now. Now, he is in town from New York, so it's a special treat. It's his first time on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Wayne. Give it up for Matt. Come on! Keep it going for Cameron. Come on. Oh. All right. Good to be here, everyone. Good to see you. Good to see the college kids. Uh, I went to college. I'm 33 now, and uh, I thought maybe the older I got, I would drink less. That did not happen. <laughs> I'm getting, it's just not a constant ramp up. Uh, I'm getting to like new levels of drunk that I didn't even think I was capable of. Uh, I'm getting like Prohibition Eve drunk, you know? <laughs> just like. Just like in the corner of a bar, like, it's illegal tomorrow, boys. <laughs> Is that the sheriff? Let's poison him. Let's get him. Uh, I didn't do much today. I just hung out in my, my, my Airbnb. You stayed in the Airbnbs? They're great. You get to use face wash that's not yours. Uh, play dress up. Go to the beach with another man's swimming trunks on. Check it out. It's great. Uh, but no, I, uh, I pretty much just listen to music all day. Uh, I listen to my favorite kind of music, which is music from the 1940s. Uh, okay, no one's... I, usually that gets a thunderous me too. Uh, so you guys turn into music from the 40s. You need to be. It's the best music on the planet. It's like the most positive music. It's actually it's more positive than ska music, which I didn't think was possible. <laughs> Just got some ska fans here. Pick it up, up. All right. Uh, some, all the boss tones are here. Um, no, you need to listen to music from the 40s. Uh, every song is about the same three things. Every song from the 40s is about uh, drinking with your lady or man, okay? It is about the moon being out. I don't know what the moon did in the 40s. But we're not writing songs about it anymore. We are literally over the moon. Yeah, that deserves groans. It does. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but then in the end, they like to mix in some religious bullshit that has nothing to do with the rest of the song. And like every song from the 40s sounds the same. So it was just like some dude who's just like, drink an apple brandy with my best girl. The moon is out. The devil's not around. <laughs> He's not. All right, it's a free-for-all. Let's, let's burn this town down. Uh, I made a mistake at the beginning of this summer. Uh, I bought a pair of Tom's shoes. That's a bullshit company right there. Anyone here have Tom's shoes? Yeah? You still have them, or did it rain? Just once. Those shoes are no match for rain. They just curl up like elf shoes and they smell like vinegar. And you're like, well, I'm saving the world anyhow. If you guys don't know what Tom's shoes are, I'm sure you, do, uh, you know what they are. Tom's shoes, basically, uh, some cheese dick right here in California named Blake. It's all built on a lie. Uh, it's not Blake's shoes. Uh, this guy, Blake, was like, hey, I'm gonna get everybody to wear shoes that only an art teacher would wear. 
and uh, I'm going to convince everybody they're doing a good deed because I'm going to send the same pair of shoes to a child in need. Uh, also, the shoes are going to be made out of napkins. <laughs> they will be napkins stapled to the bottoms of flip-flops. <laughs> 70 bucks. <laughs> Can't lose. Uh, and if you get them on the website, did you get yours on the website? Yeah, if you get them on the website, they send you an email to let you know where your shoes went, so you feel real good. Where did yours go? Malawi. Good for you. I have no idea where that is. <laughs> Sounds like they went to Hawaii. That's, they're fine. They don't even wear shoes. Uh, I got an email that was like, there is a child in Haiti, and every day on his way to school, he faces hard terrain and parasite, uh, but we hooked him up with some napkin shoes. So he's fucked. Sorry. I would also like to be there for the confusing moment when the kid just keeps getting these piece of shit shoes. <laughs> just like, they're already having a good day, kicking a soccer ball around. They come home like, Mama, why, why, why this? Like, I don't know, some asshole in Brooklyn wanted to feel important. I got a whole room full of these. Just wipe your mouth. That's all you can do. Uh, don't get excited, but these are new jeans. All right. Uh, these are from The Gap. They're comfortable. They're not real comfortable. Those are Wranglers. Real comfortable jeans. That's what Wranglers claims. The reason, and the best part is, if you've seen the commercials, Wranglers, they claim that the reason why their jeans are so comfortable for men is in this region here, it is a U-shape instead of a V-shape, which I love. That's just like Wranglers being like, hey, you got a big old country cock? We got you covered. You're not going to get open in that football game with that suffocated hammer. Get yourself a U-shape. So it's good that you guys are out here uh, supporting live comedy. Uh, Stand-up comedy, though, truth be told is not uh, my favorite form of comedy. It is not. Uh, my favorite form of comedy is black dudes talking at movie theaters. <laughs> now, hear me out. Uh, now, I mean it. Like, the comedic timing is like, no, you're not going to find that. You won't even find that here tonight. That is the best. Like, uh, I was watching when they rebooted Friday the 13th in the theater, and uh, in the beginning of the movie, all these teenagers are going through the woods, and they come across all these weed plants. They start cutting off the nugs, putting them in their pockets. Like, yeah, free weed. And uh, this dude behind me just goes, Oh, no, that's Jason's weed. <laughs> it's like, this guy should have wrote the movie. That's a way better plot. Like, Jason's trying to get his shit together. No one's going to give him a job, so he's got to sell weed. And he's got to kill those kids. Uh, I, so I live in New York, and uh, I, uh, I work on a moving truck. So I move stuff for people, and uh, that's fun. And much like L.A., uh, New York's a very famous town, and uh, so there's a lot of celebrities there. So sometimes you get to a job, and it's like a whole townhouse or a whole brownstone, and you can ascertain that it's someone famous. And, uh, but there'll always be just the assistant there, and uh, it's fun. This happened like a couple weeks ago, and just the assistant was there, and we were like, Figuring it out, and she's like, it is someone famous, but I can't tell you, because it's a liability, I could lose my job, and we're like, that's fine. 
So that's fine, because uh, the rest of the move was just a guessing game. You know what I mean? So we'd be like moving like a couch down the stairs, and she'd be like, watch the walls. And we'd be like, I know, I don't want to upset Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> no? Okay. And, and then like, so I got to the end of the move, and uh, she paid, and we're walking away, and she stops us. She's like very dramatically, she's like, wait, you guys have been cool. I'll tell you, just keep it to yourselves. You just moved Shania Twain's stuff. <laughs> wow. So I just looked at her and I was like, hey, that don't impress me much. <laughs> yeah! Take that, you Canadian bag of snakes. Hey, you guys, I'm Matt Wayne. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Guys, Matt Wayne! Oh my God, I have touched somebody who has touched stuff that has been sat upon by somebody who feels like a woman. <laughs> That's important. That's an important album. <laughs> Guys, one more time for Matt. He was great. <laughs> hey, we're going to keep the show rolling. This next comic is from right here in L.A. We love him on the show. We're happy to have him back. Let's hear right now from Mr. David Angelo. Guys, give it up for Dave. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, let's hear one more time for David Angelo. Making Back to the Future 2 references that are lost on most of you. <laughs> the movie from when you were babies or maybe not even born. That's great. Hello, hello, guys. I'm just going to check in with you. How is this team over here doing? How are you guys doing? How was your day? Yeah, you. How was your day? Good. Yeah, what would you do today? Uh, went to Venice Beach. You went to Venice Beach? Uh, are you visiting from a different place? You're with the college. Oh, the whole group went to Venice Beach? You guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What'd you do? You did more stuff. No, no, I'm not saying like, I'm not like, I'm not like, get, get it together. Uh, I'm more, I'm more like Venice Beach is genuinely sketchy. <laughs> genuinely. He was like, welcome to college. Everybody has a parrot on their arm. They live in a bed. <laughs> you guys are the two are you are you the only ones there's six where are the other ones over there and then some in the back yeah I get it dispersed evenly to prevent makeouts during the show hands up um that's cool uh well, thanks for your service. I was a, I was an orientation leader, actually. Uh, I was I was at the at the school I went to. Um, I was uh, I was an orientation. <laughs> oh boy, I was an orientation leader like right at a time when I was coming out, and I also was at a school where it was not okay to come out. Um, and so I was just like doing. I think I guess like maybe microaggressions against <laughs> my own university. <laughs> Uh, like, for instance, we had a uniform. You guys obviously can wear uh, cool stuff. Uh, are you wearing umbros? No, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Never mind. <laughs> like, what would that be? Uh, it's uh, it's uh, pants for sports. Okay, never mind. Uh, shorts. Soccer. Uh, football. Um, anyway. So- soccer meaning football. Football. Me- I mean, football meaning... Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh... Yeah, I, we had to wear uniforms. We had to wear, uh, there was a certain button-down shirt we had to wear on, mon- on like Fridays and then one on Saturdays and then one on Sundays. And they were just like huge and boxy. And then we were supposed to wear um, shorts, khaki shorts, 
and uh, like our hair up basically with like a ribbon, honestly, because there were dudes, but I mean, like I was in the chicks category, and um, <laughs> I wore like very tight flat front like docker shorts like dockers shorts very tight flat front dockers shorts and then i would wear a different color knee high sweat socks depending on what day it was and then uh i had like fluorescent sneakers that a different pair for every i had my own fucking uniform going on where i was like fridays Fridays are brown knee socks of the knee with an orange and green stripe, fluorescent yellow shoes, and flat front dockers. And all the other girls were wearing not that. Um, kind of the equivalent of like, what is like a bikini? I don't know, like a bikini bottom or something. I wear bikini, I just don't, you know, not to, anyway. But my point is, uh, I was very popular uh, with, the, with the students because I was cooler than those girls. Um, and when we had to take a, a picture... We had to take a picture as a group. There was a very mean priest that, that headed the orientation leaders. He was very mean. He was very mean. And I don't know if you guys know this about priests, but they don't have to take a vow of poverty. That's like, you can work for the diocese. You can work for the, the centralized church in your area, or you can work for a smaller unit of priests. Now, some of the units require you to take a vow of poverty, but some of them do not. Nuns they take vows of poverty. Some priests drive Audis and have absolutely toupees. And that's this guy. <laughs> he had an Audi and a toupee, and um, he was not very nice. And I was standing directly in front of him when we took a picture as a group, uh, and he said to a gentleman that was sitting next to him who was overweight, uh, this kid sat down, and this priest, a priest, said, scoot over, you're blocking me from the camera to an overweight 20-year-old. And I went, and that's when they took the photo. <laughs> and they didn't take other photos. That photo was printed on a postcard, and we had to sign them and mail them to every student that we had in our groups. So, like... 8,000 students got a picture where, like, everybody has bows in their hair, and then I'm wearing, like, a really fucked-up gym uniform. <laughs> like a super 70s teacher. And I, my mouth is wide open. <laughs> and I'm leaning, pointing at a priest like, This guy! <laughs> and he was so mad, and you know what? I did the right thing. I did the right thing. <laughs> I feel great about it to this day. I wish I had that picture somewhere. The guy was a jerk. Hey, you know what else? Coming right up, somebody who's not a jerk. A friend of mine, a hilarious comic, and he had his own uh, Comedy Central half hour this year. So we're so proud of him for that. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Joe Wengert. Guys, give it up for Joe. How's it going, everybody? Occidental College, I did a show there two years ago. I had some chicken fingers in the student cafeteria thing. Get ready for the best four years of your life. <laughs> What's going on with me lately? Well, recently I had a dream where I listened to a podcast. 
And that's it. That's a waste of a dream. But it gets worse because a couple days passed, forgot that it was a dream. I started quoting that dream podcast to people. I was talking to a friend of mine about remedies for lower back pain because we're two bad boys for life. I was like, oh, I recently heard something about this on a podcast. Yeah, they said to get rid of your lower back pain, all you have to do is take off your shoes and your socks and stand on carpet and make fists with your toes. That'll make your lower back pain go away. My friend looked at me and he said, no, it won't. He said, because I'm pretty sure that's the piece of advice that John McClane gets from the guy in the airplane, the beginning of the movie, Die Hard. (laughs) They were having a rough night up in my brain that night. They're like, what are we going to do about the dream? I don't know. Let's take an obscure moment from the movie, Die Hard. (laughs) Just present it to him as a podcast. And now I've lied to you people. Because when I say this was a friend of mine, that's not true. If it was a friend of mine, I would have explained all this. They would have said, Joe Wengert, you're a coconut. You've always been a coconut. We'd laugh it off. This was a person I had recently met. And now I will not have a relationship with this person. Because they don't know what they're going to get from me. I'm a lunatic as far as they're concerned. Every time I get an amber alert on my phone, I think about the movie Jurassic Park. Like, instead of feeling concerned for the abducted child, I think about how they got the dinosaur DNA from a little bit of amber. I'm not a helpful person in terms of contributing to society. Uh, Now, I would like to do uh, my impression for you guys of the CEO of uh, Ross Dress for Less. I don't know if you've ever been to a Ross Dress for Less. This is the CEO. I don't know. We're sorry. We don't know why. We're sorry that Ross Dress for Less is the way it is. Um, We have a couple of promotions that we're excited about. If you come in and you find a a pile of active tops and you root around in there and you find a graphic tee, it's 25% off. Um, If you can match up two child shoes and they match, they're like the same shoe and the same size, you just keep them. Uh, You can smoke inside a Ross now. This is kind of cool. We're open 24 hours, but after 10 o'clock, you're on your own. (laughs) And all crime is legal, so... Um, Last last week, I celebrated uh, my one-year anniversary uh, with a human woman. Um, in a dating, in a romantic relationship. Where's my mandatory applause break for that? 
<laughs> no, no, no. That was the worst thing I've ever done to demand everybody do that. Um, and I've been, you know, it seems to be going well, and I'm not comfortable with that. So uh, I've been trying to figure out why that's the case, and I've been analyzing my own behavior. And one thing that I've noticed that has changed about me is I stopped doing that thing where I boldly and blatantly lie about who I am as a human being all the time. <laughs> and so that seems to be serving me well. And um, I think everybody does a degree of that when you start dating somebody. You like try to put your best self forward, but I really changed the game in terms of that. And when I would get excited about somebody dating somebody new, I would like put all of my energy into creating really elaborate dates. Like a date that Zach Braff would come up with, you know? <laughs> like I'd be planning things, Googling things. That's not how I live my life. So I'd always paint myself into the same corner where after three or four dates, I would realize that I am not nearly as whimsical as I have made myself out to seem on the first couple of dates. And the woman I dated before my current girlfriend, this was our third date. I took her to a thing called Infant Core. Okay, this is what Infant Core was. A bunch of like DJs and unemployed people like put down yoga mats in this uh, storefront studio in Silver Lake and they hooked up an Xbox Connect camera to the ceiling, and then they hooked up that Xbox Connect to synthesizers, and then they invited cool parents to bring their babies to this thing. When I say cool parents, I mean like the type of parents who are like, our baby's room has like a lot of owl imagery in it. And so <laughs> these maniacs brought their babies to this thing, and they put the babies down on dirty yoga mats and the babies moved around and the Xbox Connect camera filmed the babies and sent signals to a synthesizer so that baby movement created music. How was I going to top that? In terms of whimsy, that's impossible to top. And I don't... How did I even find out about that thing? like stuff like that. You want to know something on the way over here tonight? I listened to Phil Collins in the car. On CD! So we watched the babies make this terrible music, and then we went to a vintage clothing store next door, and got boba tea, and I was trying on jackets like I'm the fucking male Zoe Deschanel. And I left there, and I just immediately was like, well, I got to put on a pot of coffee and call all the weirdest people I know now and be like, hey, do you know if there's like a children's theater production of The Apartment happening this weekend? Or like maybe the, uh, the Echoplex is doing a ukulele-only tribute to Neutral Milk Hotel. Or, is, you know, maybe there's some old hospital downtown from the 20s and it looks just like it did in the 20s and they let you use your Instagram in there. At the end, you make your own gelato. I was out of ideas. <laughs> but with my current girlfriend from our very first date, I was like, look, all I ever want to do is eat Thai food, doubt myself, and that's it. <laughs> Maybe, maybe 
I'll want to rewatch The Sopranos at some point. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Guys, one more time for Joe. Uh, he is hilarious. Hey, we got two more comics. You guys have room in your hearts for two more amazing comics. Yes, I knew you did. Hey, this next comic, he has a great podcast of his own. I've been a guest on there. It's called Probably Science. You can hear it in your own homes uh, later when you go back to listen for your individual laughs and really get stoked on your university or not university. Am I right, adults? Uh, hey, well, here he is, Mr. Matt Kirshen. Guys, give it up for Matt. Give it up for Cameron, ladies and gentlemen. Hosting the show. And Joe as well. That was hilarious. Although I do take issue with him calling the taking the shoes off scrunching advice. What was it? Inconsequential or obscure? That's one of the most important bits of Die Hard. If he didn't get that advice, then he wouldn't have taken his shoes off in the office to try and get over the jet lag and then suddenly realized the shit was going down and we stuck barefooted, which meant he had to walk across broken glass and bleed all over the place, which made it much harder to get away from the bad guys. Because <laughs> the people who wrote that film correctly identified that someone with the skills and wit and ingenuity of John McClane would probably pretty easily be able to defeat about 30 to 40 bad guys with shoes on. <laughs> but barefooted, it was fucking difficult. <laughs> That key piece of advice planted at the beginning of the film is the difference between it being one of the all-time greatest action movies and a piece of shit. <laughs> so hello, UCB. Uh, and for those people listening on the podcast, uh, hello the future. <laughs> How is it? Has the fighting stopped? Is there peace now? Is there equality? Are we all good? I mean, I won't, you, you have no way to answer. By the time you can answer that question, I will also know the answer. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't have posed it. It's not like you're able to send a signal back. If you did have that time travel ability, probably it'd be a waste just to use it to go, yeah, it's cool now. <laughs> I don't know. God, it's fucking terrible. That shit's going down in America. Shit's going down in the Middle East. I just, I just hope out of the Israel, Gaza, Hamas, Palestine, I hope out of all of this... Just soon, someone can work out who is to blame so the fighting can end. That seems to be the general consensus, right? Was reading the various articles, like the Israelis are saying Hamas is to blame, and Hamas is saying Israelis is to blame. And once we work out which one is at fault, then they'll go, ah, shit, yeah, you got me. <laughs> Ceasefire. America, America, well, Britain as well, that's where I grew up, and Britain's full of inequality, but I think America even more so, because America was really led by, I mean, we, we had a lot of the same 80s politics, but you really took trickle-down economics to heart, <laughs> like, which is an amazing piece of bullshitting that rich people telling poor people that if you make them richer, you'll get rich eventually, and uh, I think, oh yeah, we'll vote for that. And it's worked, of course, because now America has no gap between rich and poor. <laughs> Everyone is... It's not like a, there's the biggest wealth inequality ever. Like that's, It's an amazing piece of bullshit. Like, trickle-down economics is like if there's two of you stuck down a well 
And the other guy goes, hey, man, you give me a leg up. When I'm at the top, I'll pull you up. <laughs> Except he built that well and put you in it. <laughs> and also, he was never in that well. <laughs> thinking about, you're thinking about coming to, where, where is Occidental? <laughs> is that here? Like, is that LA? Yeah, Pasadena. Pasadena. Are you guys from the area or are you from all over the place? Oh, it's exciting. You're going to move to California. From, like, from you, you lose weather. I've been to the Midwest in the winter. That is unacceptable. <laughs> that is the word. Northern Michigan. I was like, what was it like? This is ludicrous. And it's not even as bad as it got. Like, I was there in, like, November. That was, like, two months off of peak hell. I mean, it's beautiful, but horrendous. I the girl running the gig. I was like, how do you live here? She's like, well, we've got mountains, we ski, we hike. And there's a few days in the winter when the government says, don't go outside, we'll die. <laughs> Why are you there? <laughs> America is massive. Go to a different bit. <laughs> go to a bit where that doesn't... Have... Don't live somewhere where you can get killed by weather. <laughs> and not even freak weather, like a hurricane. Just like normal how it is always... <laughs> This time of year, weather. Cause of death, air. <laughs> you, 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 lose, you lose that risk. You do, you do gain a risk of earthquakes. That's something you might have to get used to if you move to California. Get earthquake. I've experienced quite a few in my six or so years living here. And uh, I think earthquakes have got to be the only natural disaster where afterwards you have to Google to see if it's happened. <laughs> Was that, was that a hurricane? Did we just have a hurricane? Go on the internet to check if that was a hurricane. I'm sure I felt a hurricane just then. But that, that, because that church roof never used to be in our kitchen. Guys, it's been a joy talking to you. I've been Matt Kirshen. Cheers, bye. on the show always here every week uh, Ms. Rhea Butcher guys let's hear it for Rhea hilarious Rhea. comic Hello. co-producer on the show along with Ryan McMenamin who's up in the booth up what's up Ryan let's Hello. hear for Ryan he's up there guys oh my gosh <sighs> I was just talking to our next comic backstage oh yes I don't know if you heard any of this I did not um, but I was also reminded that <laughs> that like a big part of the that my orientation did have entertainment when I was going to college. Yes. And it was an X-rated hypnotist. What? At know. a priest school? Yeah, well, you understand. Straight people can do whatever the fuck they want. Oh, um, right, yes. That's how Catholicism works. Uh, <laughs> I love that you're, like, taking a knee to I tell am. this story. You're like, you guys. Come on in. <laughs> I did get a little unplugged. Masterpiece Did I get a little here. unplugged? I did. Yeah, got it's, unplugged. it's a very VH1 it's moment very right now. Eric Clapton. I just got a little like, anyway, thanks for asking, Rhea. I'm setting it up like you asked me. That's yeah. absolutely I think, what this I feel like it's saying like this. It's very Bing Crosby, David Bowie uh, <laughs> Christmas. Well, right anyway. Now. Oh, you're my neighbor? I'm happy to do it. That's a. Watch that video if you haven't seen it. Bing Crosby, David Bowie. I believe it's White Christmas. Oh, I think so. Okay. 
No, it's, hey, baby, it's cold outside. What if those two guys saying, hey, baby, it's cold outside to each other? By the way, there's no hey on that. Oh, my bad. It's just, baby, it's cold outside. Hey, uh, baby, it's cold yeah, outside. Yeah, that's a very updated, <laughs> yeah. hey, baby. Shake <laughs> it like you're stocking yeah. on the chimney, you know yeah. what I mean? This is a great Christmas riff. I'm going to uh, hold on to is. this one for later. It is. No, if you haven't seen that, the video we're talking about, it's like from an old special where, uh, where Bing Crosby, where the premise is that David Bowie has moved in next door, next to, Bing door to Big Crosby, Crosby and knocks on the door to like see who his neighbor is or whatever on and doesn't recognize Bing Crosby. Right. And sure as shit, Bing Crosby does not know who David Bowie is No, at all. he, he kind of does. He's like, you're that whatever kid or whatever. You're that weirdo from space. Yeah, exactly. That's, no, he kind of knows who he is, but David Bowie is just like, what are you, the butler? Like, it, it's, it is, it, this video exists in a world wherein before David Bowie started doing music, he had never heard of music. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Like, the first time he ever heard of music, he was like, what am I even doing? <laughs> la, 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 la. Like just, yeah. um, so you were going to tell us about X-rated hypnotists. Oh, I was going to... You're I stressing me out. You need to scoot over a little bit. All right. You just feel like you're really close. Maybe I'm hot. Yeah, get over there. I'll be over um, here. I'll be over here by this guy. Uh, me and Low Five. Um, <laughs> I'm going to Occidental College. I'll see you later. <laughs> Too far. Pasadena's a good 20 minutes away. Uh, what's happening? Oh, yeah, we had an X-rated hypnotist, which basically was just like, the whole point was that he would kind of get volunteers to just be like almost giving blowjobs on stage. Like, where it was like, where they would be like, there was a dude and a chick, and then they, or like many students, and then they would like bring them up on stage and be like, like, you're hypnotized, and then like, what? Is that water between the pants of that person? And then they would just kind of have to, like, dig around in there. My point is, I can't believe there wasn't a lawsuit. Also, yeah. that's how I started my college experience. Like, this is going to be really scary. Yeah. <laughs> hypnotized blowjobs. Yeah, exactly. We're like, oh, what is that, a popsicle? Bob up and down. I think it's a popsicle. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that's part of it. Um, Holy moly. You gave our dog a haircut today. I did. I gave our dog a haircut. Well, we are also fiancés. We live together. We live together. So thank you. This is the fiancé I was talking about earlier who had some good thoughts about racial tension. I did. Seriously, I like, though, you need to scoot back. Here's the thing. You're blocking these I'm people. I'm so sorry. See, look. I'm sorry no, about that. Better. Get out I'll the... Let's go back. So I gave... I gave our dog... Uh, you gave our dog... I gave our really, dog a haircut. You gave our dog a haircut. And I... I, where was I? I don't know. The gym? I don't know. I was gone. Bing Crosby? I was gone and I got home and Rhea had already texted me before I got home. I gave our dog a haircut. No, no, no. I said I gave our dog a bad haircut. Yes. I Um, owned up to it immediately. Also, but just me, I never own up to anything. That's how bad it was. Just to follow up, we don't give our dog a haircut. Like, that's not. No, no, no. I don't want you to think like it was like, oh, we like it's a Tuesday. So Rhea gave our dog a haircut. (laughs) This is not part of our thing. I would be like, ah, you know, I've... <laughs> no. The baby's smoking a hookah. It would be like if that, like if I got that. Yes, like, yeah. like I've gotten the baby a hookah, if it's you a, said it's that. It's a usual Tuesday, baby's yeah. on the hookah. Right, no, uh, Rhea baby's doesn't give our dog hookah. a haircut, but she had given her a dog a haircut. But today I gave him a haircut because I'm unemployed and I was trying to save a little dough. <laughs> and now he looks like a patchwork quilt. <laughs> I would 
say he looks like uh, I was. Just, I said he looked like a dusty sheep. He looks like a dusty sheep. <laughs> he looks like a sheep that fell down in the dust. I also said he looks like you know when you're in an airplane and then you look down. What's that? The Grand Canyon? Fields. He just looks like topography. He looks like an aerial view. <laughs> he's like he's got light light fur. On the bottom, on and the, then kind of yellowy towards the end. Darker. And because you didn't... First of all, it's I amazing. Like, I wouldn't even say that you went like... Mmm. If anything, you went like... Because <laughs> he looks like a cow. He has a cow yeah, pattern he on looks his like side. A cow. But this is great for us, because now it looks like we rescued him all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found him on the street. He had mange. We're good had people. We're good people. Fur. Oh, he was under a car. It's real sad. <laughs> it was real long. He looked like the real singer from Counting Crows when I got him. <laughs> real loose dreads. Just loose. Loose dreads. Balding in the back. Yeah, balding, balding between the, the dreads. Um, Adam yeah. Duritz. He looked like Adam Duritz. I, you don't have to tell me who the lead singer of Counting Crows is. We were talking about Counting Crows backstage before the show. We were. How many times have you seen Counting Crows? Zero times. What? Zero times. I don't think I knew that. Uh, okay, I've seen Counting... I'm sorry to blow your mind. No, that's I, right. I think I've seen them four times, so I've averaged two times. I can count on one a crow couple. the amount of times I've seen Counting Crows. <laughs> Zero times. That really got me. That's that very funny. That's very funny. Uh, I saw them. Oh, well, we were saying this because the next comic, she also went to see the Counting Crows over yes, the weekend. Yes, she did. She went to Counting Crows concert. I went when I was in high school, and my friend Kristen, she was wearing white. Uh, imagine <laughs> a time when this would have been a shoe. <laughs> she was wearing a white leather cap-toed but open on the sides sandal, which was which had a chunky heel. Are you that understanding like what I'm describing? Car. It sounds it's, like you're describing a Kia to me. Yeah, exactly. It was, she was she was wearing a yeah. She like was a, wearing a sportage. Uh-huh, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? There was a hamster driving a car, and that yeah, was her shoe. Like, and um, <laughs> yeah, no, she was she was wearing these shoes that at the time it was like they were the epicenter of cool. It was just like they were the Epcot wait, center of cool. Yeah, they were the Epcot center of cool. It, it was just like, like lots of miniature um, towns. Yep. In the shoe. Yeah. And uh, anyway, my point is, we went to, we, everybody was like, what are you kidding me? Those are leather and cap toed and open on the sides and they've got a chunky heel. Those are the best shoes of any of our friends. <laughs> but we had gone to the Counting Crows concert with my older sister. My older sister was a real wild child and she had, she had said to her, my parents, like, I'll take care of Cameron. And then she went there with, then when I, we got there, she was like, see ya! And Later. she gave me a backpack full of beer and was like, enjoy it! Um, <laughs> Sounds like she took care of you. Yeah, she took right, she took good care of me. And uh, it was exactly like the movie Days and Confused. And um, I, we, I think I had one sip of the beer. I think sure. Kristen had two sips of the beer. And then she puked all over her shoes. Oh, no. And we just had to leave them behind. Oh, no! Yeah, those shoes are still at the New World Music Theater in Tinley Park, Illinois, which is not even called that anymore. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were buried there, like kind of a Native yeah. American sort of a ceremony. Pretty sure I heard taps. Yeah, exactly. 
but that is also about shoes. Okay, um, great. That's funny. Yeah. Taps, but then Taps, I got that that's also shoes. about shoes. That Come person on, really loved that. Um, I almost feel like we're Shoe. too far back because like I was so yeah, worried about very blocking. Far back now. now everybody's just, they're not even sure what's going on. Now like, we're, all of our best jokes, we've been off stage. I cannot I, get further I'm sorry, I don't know what's happening. I just got nervous about these people, but everybody's I should even fine, worry. Cameron. She seems great, so I don't know why everybody's I was just, okay. like, stressed out about our, our bottoms. Um, anyway, okay, well... You've been amazing. Well, thanks. Uh, are I you going to do was... that again with the dog next uh, time? No, probably not. <laughs> probably never again. He's very mad at me. Uh, I don't know. You can only get better or worse. I'm going to get worse. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, did you want me to leave you with an impression? Oh, yeah. This is like a spot-on impression that Rhea can do. Um, this is going to work not here at all. Uh, not at all. This is from the television show Ellen. Um, not the not, Ellen show. The not the show. Ellen show. Oh, it's not the Ellen show. It's not that one DJ, and it's not Ellen, and it's not the chairs. Those are the only people that are on the Ellen show. Yeah, the chairs. <laughs> uh, no, this is from the television show Ellen. Um, yes. And this is uh, Alan's friend Audrey. Yes. Who works at uh, the bookshop. bookstore. Yeah. Which okay. I, I wish I buy the book. That's what it is. Yeah. It's a perfect pun for books. I think this is great. We did this, <clears throat> sh- we did this in the bathroom See if I can about get 72 it first times. <laughs> Ellen. It's fucking hit. It's perfect. <laughs> I nailed the shit out of that. <laughs> Where are you going, Ellen? It's really good. It's really good. Uh, you, that's, I think, honestly, that's, <laughs> that's all it. I wanted. That's it yeah. for me. That's real Bye, guys. That's really funny. Uh, all right, hey, this last comic. Now she is uh, she's somebody I started with. We've been doing comedy together for many years, and I just love her so much. She's a huge deal, and having and her career is uh, really taking off right now. Let's hear it now for Beth Stelling, guys. Give it up for Beth. Man, you guys are doing great uh, round here. You know her. I don't know the song. I was there on Sunday, though. I was at Counting Crows on Sunday. Uh, Not to see Counting Crows, uh, but see my friends open for them. Um, They did great. Adam Duritz did come out open with Round Here. I know those two words, uh, those parts of the song. He came out just very theatrically. I thought he actually had an owl on his shoulder. Was his hair. Um, You know... Kristen didn't barf on her shoe. She's much older now. Knows that. She was actually the first case, Cameron's friend, that barfed on her shoe. She was the first case of gluten intolerance. Actually recorded. Actually the first case recorded. So I stayed for the show. You guys uh, went to Venice. You probably saw a lot of Counting Crows. Um, actually. How was Venice? I took my mom there. Whoops. <laughs> Uh, only in Venice do you see homeless people selling signs for other homeless people. <laughs> get your signs here to get money from strangers. <laughs> I made it so you didn't have to. But I'm going to need money for it. <laughs> uh, I mean, what is that, that job? That's like when you show up to your waiting tables job and they're like, you're going to get paid two twenty-five an hour and we're going to need twenty-four fifty for your uniform. And you're like, what? <laughs> How am I? Why am I paying this? Babies having babies? I don't know. Homeless people having homeless people's signs. 
I brought this water out here because I actually, I'm going to do the, the ice bucket challenge in front of all you guys. Yeah, this isn't, I mean, this water costs what? I mean, who cares? You know, just pour it over. Do you have storage on your phone? That's why I haven't been able to do it yet. I have no storage on my phone to record the video. I'm in a long distance relationship. <laughs> Got a lot of nudes on here. No password either. <laughs> okay. It's within distance of reaching. I just want to plant that seed. You know. My boyfriend and I have been doing it for about three years. I mean, sex, but also, you know, long distance relationship. And uh, we did have a little bit of a scare recently. Uh, I thought he was going to move to L.A. And <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, no. Yeah. Uh, stay where you are. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. That being said, gifts from him, like birthday gifts, are that much more special because I know he had to pay extra money to overnight him. You know? so. I'll be talking to him on the phone. I'll be like, yeah, my birthday's tomorrow. He's like, gotta go. <laughs> and then the very next day, I'm eating an edible arrangement. You know? It wasn't even my birthday. I really do want to do this water challenge. I'm not going to do it, for real. But I'm, it's, here's the thing. I understand why people are outraged. We are certainly in a drought, which I'm thankful for, because uh, that's been my excuse on everything I've been tagged in. Every time I'm challenged, I'm like, drought? Yeah, we got a drought. I'm not going to be able to do that. <laughs> and also no storage on my phone because of the sexual things, but that's more of a private thing that I can only share with you guys and the rest of the world when the podcast is released, you know? <laughs> So, I just think, like, it, back in Ohio, there's a lot of people doing it. That's where I'm from. Anybody here from Ohio? Woo! Yeah, yeah, a lot of people. Just, no, it's us three. Uh, a lot of people there don't realize that you can just put all of your things into a bag and then leave. Yeah. So, we did. Um, we did do that. Uh, but there's a lot of people I know and love back home in the Midwest doing the ice bucket challenges. They don't have a drought. They're just trying to do the right thing. It's like, you know, religion. Like, uh, it's a silly thing, but people I know and love do it, you know? <laughs> so I'm just liking the videos and being cool about it. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, I feel like if you are going to be the, the, the... Cameron handled it well. You're going to pour some on your head, you know, get over a plant, help something else that's living. But what I've been doing is just not showering. And that's my gift uh, to, to ALS and also the world. I've been, um, I've been not showering. It's hard to tell if you're drooling in the shower, you know, and that's why I don't do it. So. <laughs> Prefer not to. I also do not like blow drying my hair. Uh, I don't know if, not a lot of guys have to deal with it, but when you're blow drying your hair, you kind of cut off all vision, you know, and then also like, so you can't hear. Just, you know, prime time for stabbing. And um, I don't want anything to do with that, you know. No desire. Um, that being said, uh, I went to... Um, Ikea, that's another thing you guys could check out while you're here. A couple things to do in L.A. One, pay $17 for a salad. Do that, you know. Um, get a feel for the area. You know, go find tacos. We have great tacos. Sometimes you don't, you know, want Taco Bell, but you need diarrhea. So check that out. <laughs> Definitely uh, do that. Uh, and then another thing would be to go to Ikea. See what it's... I went to Ikea this week. I bought a family, you know. Um, it's already falling apart, so... It's, I felt I was feeling left out. My sisters have, you know, had families and stuff. 
And so I was trying to catch up. <laughs> shortcut. Took a shortcut. My sisters uh, have, have had the babies. They've got them, you know. And, and I do play with them. And I was playing with one of the infants, and, uh, and she scratched my face really badly. So I bit off her smallest toe. <laughs> it was so easy um, to do that. Um, believe it or not, you know, before, uh, before I was a comedian, well, I worked at a bagel shop, this one in particular. Um, I've since lost my bagel weight. Uh, but people, after that, I paid me to watch their kids. You know, I would get paid to watch people's children, believe it or not. You know, and I'd get jealous of the kids that I babysat um, because I too would love uh, to pay a giant to rock me to sleep. You know, um, it's not always in the budge. You know, I love taking uh, other people's kids to the pool uh, because I look great for just having a kid. You know, um, and that helps me out. Um, kids will say the darndest things. You know, they can go from saying something like, your eyelashes are huge, and then uh, follow it up with, your teeth are like corn. <laughs> and then you, you know, find yourself asking follow-up questions to a four-and-a-half-year-old, like, is it because they're big or they're yellow? Or... <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> One little girl looked at me, and she goes, your armpits are dirty. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're not dirty. Uh, they're hairy. And I'm going to teach you about giving up next week. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'm Beth. <laughs> Beth Stelling, guys. Let's hear for Beth. Hey, keep it going for everybody you saw tonight. That is our show. Let's hear it. We're every Tuesday night. I'm Cameron Esposito. Thank you guys so much for coming. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.